0: It's the next level. Hey, my name is Ross Marquand and I play Red Skull. You are listening to Panels to Pixels podcast. Check it out. I'm supposed to fix this. Fix everything. It's my job. No wonder people just look the other way. I want to look away too. That's all I want.
1: Panels to Pixels, Jessica Jones, Season 3, Episodes 9 and 10 Review. back to the show i'm mark and i'm steve and steve we're continuing on with this but before we start we got a great shout out from one ross marquand who is the red skull from avengers endgame so that was cool for me to get uh, i thought it was awesome to do that for us uh, i saw him at fan fest in new york new jersey i threw it on last week's episode i just wanted to make everybody aware of it if you don't know exactly who that was. And Ross is also on The Walking Dead. So I thought it would be pretty cool to get some sort of comic bookie person. Very <laughs> nice.
0: yeah, I, I like it. I like it. So this is uh, so we're starting this week with episode 9, which is aka I did something today and uh, it's an interesting one because this it basically picks up exactly where the last episode left off. And which is something they did last season. They haven't done a lot of it this season, but uh, they definitely did it with these two episodes, eight and nine, to where we pick up exactly where we left off with Jessica stopping Trish. We we get the the uh, the come back to the picture, and we see that Jessica did stop Trish from killing Salinger, uh, and she gets her out of the apartment. She has to kind of knock her out, and then she gets her to this like motel, hotel, whatever place, and she cleans her up. And they discuss what Salinger is going to do when he comes to. But after that, they hear on the on the TV that Salinger is saying that he doesn't know who attacked them, uh, attacked him. And so he sends Jessica a picture of Trish attacking him. And he says that he will not give the picture to the cops if Jessica makes the evidence against him in the Nathan Silva murder disappear so that's the basic plot of the whole episode eric comes back and he kind of helps jessica out at this and at the end of the episode we have the police coming in to accuse jessica or we have they have them coming into her office
1: to accuse her and ask her some questions about the murder of a police officer wow yeah <laughs> Especially since the way it was left off last episode was a bit crazy, too. Yeah,
0: and we didn't know. that. And it was really cool. Like I said, it's one of the things. I've I've really liked the pacing of this season. Even though, because we're doing the rewatch the way we're doing it, it's, it's a lot better. Or we're doing a watch the way we're doing it. It's a lot better. Because last season, you could definitely tell that last season, season two, was structured to be binged. It was absolutely structured that way this season is not this season is a little bit slower paced it's they don't have as many of these episodes like this where they're straight up connected to each other so i i kind of liked it i like that we get it every once in a while i don't need it the whole i didn't need it this whole season though so i'm glad they didn't do that
1: yeah exactly this was really cool to watch because if you stopped off you could start at a new episode and okay it's kind of different yeah and then you know and and it becomes its own little structure, but it still falls into the same whole story arc and story itself. Exactly, exactly. So, So, we get into our top fives. Yeah, why don't you... uh start us off
0: i will i think we have the same top the the same number five here it's just this whole idea of jessica taking care of trish there in in the hotel room and cleaning her up running the bath for and i did one thing stood out to me that i wanted to ask you why or if if you think this is going to come out later I noticed it in the first watch and in, in my rewatch I noticed it again that there's some of this like Jessica scrapes some of the thing, the the skin cells from under her fingernails and puts them like in a tissue and then puts the tissue like in her pocket or or somewhere to like keep and I don't know exactly why she would do that I don't
1: same here I thought she would just do that to get rid of it
0: yeah I, I mean like it's it's one thing to scrape it and like throw it. In a garbage bag, or or throw it away, or and it wasn't like all the stuff because some of the stuff she scraped off onto the towel, it was just it was just weird to me because I specifically looked at it the second time watching to go what is she putting in that tissue, and so okay, well I'm glad we're both confused on that.
1: Maybe he could leave cell. She could leave cells on. That's what else. that's
0: what I started thinking today was that maybe she was saving it to use it to kind of frame him for something. But that's not a Jessica thing to do. To really do. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So
1: yeah, like you said, we have the same thing, <laughs> the same <laughs> number five. So that would be my number five as well. Uh, yeah, it shows that she really does care for her, and you know. And the cover-up with Costas when he calls. That was pretty cool. And plus the fact that Trish apparently, you know, she did cut him up. And that was so much like a Hellcat. That is exactly <laughs> like the character in the comic. So that's what I loved about that whole part. Oh, yeah, it's it's gruesome. Not that not, that, that she was struggling to deal with the aftermath, but the fact that that's, that's her trademark. And that's what she usually leaves her victims with or the villains or whoever
0: gotcha yeah because that's gruesome there at the end when it shows him with the scars across his face and you can see those are not scars that are going to go away oh I yeah mean, may- maybe plastic surgery you can make him look a little bit less but those are pretty look pretty deep and nasty so
1: yeah and it would be awesome if you know they added something to her power where you see claws come out or something like that but <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
0: Uh, so my number four is is just this idea of Salinger trying making Jessica choose between keeping Trish out of jail and putting him in jail and or putting or proving him to be guilty sort of and you know, she has to make that choice and I loved that moment when Eric asks her if it's an either or situation and then he says it's one of them or I I, I wish I had backed it up to see specifically which one says this. But one of them says something to the effect of they're going to do the last thing that Trish would want them to do. Because they both know that Trish would not want them to let Salinger go. But they are so loyal to Trish that they want to keep her out of jail. Even though they know that Trish would be willing to go to jail -hmm. To ensure that Salinger went to, so I thought that was an interesting character moment to see from both Eric and Jessica of saying, "Well, we're going to do this thing, even though we know our friend. We're going to keep this killer out of jail, even though we know our friend wouldn't want us to do it. But that's just so we're so loyal to our friend."
1: Yeah. That is true. And I just love the fact that when they talk about the jail, they talk about the raft.
0: Yeah, what did he call it? What did Salinger call it? Did, was it did he call it the raft? Yes. Yeah. Or was it Yeah, and he says something he said something like nobody knows what happens to people who go to the raft cuz no one ever comes back.
1: Yep. And so, there's so many other people in there. Like, come on, Nate, I did they kill, I, I can't recall, my memory is terrible, but did they kill Jessica's mother?
0: Yes, yeah, oh, okay. Trish killed her. Because remember, and that was the whole thing, that was one of those things, I know we're getting off onto season two, but I, I, I've i wanted to talk about this actually. And because I find it interesting as we go back and we talk about the death of Jessica's mother, is that there is that moment when Trish, you know, we got that moment a couple episodes ago where Trish said, I wish I didn't kill your mom. And Jessica says, well, I wish she wasn't a murdering psychopath. Yeah. and as as I watched that, I went back in my memory and i I remember as I watched through season two, there is that moment when Trish shoots Jessica's mom. It's the moment when Jessica's mom is kind of touching Jessica's head, and mm-hmm. she's kind of got Jessica's head like in her hands and so it's it suddenly occurred to me that I think in whether it was a whether it was a true justification or not, or whether it was a honest justification, but I think Trish was justifying shooting her mom because she thought Jessica's mom was going to like try to break her neck or something. You know, yeah. she, she saw... So, so you no, know, J- Trish shot Jessica's mom, but then when they got off the carousel, not carousel, what's that thing, the spinning thing? Anyway, when they got off the, the amusement park ride, Jessica took the gun, and she took the blame for killing her mom. So that Trish could get away. So yeah. yeah. So no, her mom is dead. Kilgrave is dead. So we know, and that's what that was the other thing that's kind of driven this season really has played into this season anyway is the fact that the public believes that Jessica is a killer. They 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 know she killed Kilgrave, and they know they believe she killed her mom. So two super powered beings that, you know, obviously deserved death because they'd killed people, but she
1: has that reputation. Yeah. Like, and yeah, like every villain that she's had is a kill count now Mm -hmm. in these seasons. I'm just curious to see if it plays out that, you know, Salinger winds up having to go to the raft or whatever. Yeah.
0: We'll see. I've got, I've got it later on, uh, I think to, to talk about Salinger a
1: little bit, so.
0: What's your number four?
1: My number four would be Malcolm seeing Trish at the hotel trying to comfort and help with what is going on you know Malcolm being Malcolm he yeah. leaves with the intent to help so I, I'm just loving the idea that he's coming back into the fold again
0: yeah and this is this is before he's been fired by Jerry this is before the the girlfriend has dumped him so you know this is this is him still kind of playing both sides. But we definitely see him leaning more toward the, the hero side, I think.
1: Exactly. And I just enjoy that idea because it's like, oh, the whole crew is back. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: It's unfortunate it's the last season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which brings us to my number three, which is, and I, I noted, I didn't note it on the my first watch, but on my rewatch today, I, I realized Jillian has a, there's a really quick turnaround um, there that Jillian has with when Jessica comes back into the office, and it's it's almost like like partially that you know she as soon as Jessica walks into the office, Jillian is is putting this box or all of her stuff into this box like she's quitting. And Jessica says, "Hey, the phone is ringing." And Jillian says, "Well, you know, here's a box with my stuff in it. A person with empathy would know what I'm doing." And then Jessica kind of turns it around on her and says, "Well, but a person with empathy would know what I'm going through." And it's like a really quick. Almost that quick turnaround from Jillian to go, oh, okay, and start answering the phone. And I almost wondered if in that look between her and Jessica, she realized that Trish was the one who injured Salinger. Because Jillian's remark when Jessica walks in is, because you have friends who can claw a man's face off. And then Jessica says that thing about being empathetic about the way somewhat the way she feels and i wondered part of me really wondered if jillian picked up on the fact that trish is grieving too and remember trish and jillian have at least some kind of a better friendship than jessica and jillian have yes so i thought that was interesting
1: yeah that 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 definitely is i love the way you brought that up my number three would be hogarth opening up and talking to keth that was really good She actually stated that she loved her, but Kith has a bit of a trust issue with Jerry due to the the lengths that she went to just to get her back. You know, sometimes stalking someone is not a way (laughs) to get them back, you know, and... I could see Keith just walking away from this completely.
0: Yeah, that was a little. That was definitely a little stalkerish. The way Jerry was like, "Well, I've I've kept up with you. I've I've kept up with your job. I've kept up with where you know who you work for, who you live with, who you where you are, and all this kind of stuff your whole life." And then she tries to. It's one of those things that I I love the character Jerry. I love the layers we're seeing of her in this season because what you get is you have this character who is definitely a manipulator but you can also see that she's starting to realize that she needs someone in her life and uh, it's either this episode or the next episode I can't, when when she and kith are having i think it's this episode where she and kith are having the conversation and just as kith is trying to leave you see jerry kind of stumble and, and almost fall over and i'm assuming that's the als you know, asserting itself on her joints or, or, or something. And Jerry really comes to that I love that line when she says, You're my soulmate, but when I met you I wasn't ready for a soulmate yet and now I'm ready. And Kith is and Kith is like you said, Kith just kinda of walks away going, You know what? I, I was ready twenty
1: years ago and now I'm past you. Yeah. And it's as if Jerry has an epiphany of I need this because I'm really feeling my mortality. Yeah, you know that's that's the, what this really boils down to, and it's like okay, now I really want to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, and wanna... I want to, li- you
0: know, I want someone to 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 live with. I need so not not only do I want to live and want someone to live with me, but I need someone to live exactly. with exactly. So yeah, uh, all right, that brings us to my number two. Yeah, uh, it was Erica or Jessica. They they seem to have a lot of knowledge about plumbing. And how the plumbing worked in that building, and I'm just be honest, I would not, I wouldn't know which valve to turn to make the the sewer back up in a specific room through a specific. I I mean, I didn't get that that it, that seemed very not really Deus Ex Machina, but it just seemed very very coincidental that that she knew exactly the valve to turn or to break that would put That would send that nasty water up into the one room where people were in you know into that specific room, and also that that the lab tech wouldn't you know wouldn't correctly secure that evidence before leaving the room you you would think that especially when you're talking about a homicide when you're talking about a 15 year old homicide that you want to make sure you get it right and that there's no mistakes and yeah she did put that cover over the thing but it just it just seemed to me like like chain of evidence rules would be that you would put put it back into the little little envelope it was in and then put it you know into some sort of container. Or something, you wouldn't just leave it setting on the slide when you know that there's going to be a cleanup crew is going to come in there. There's going to be people. There's going to be stuff. I mean, you know, it's really it's the the fact that Jessica was able to get in there and and kind of blow the hairs off into the floor really almost was was unnecessary. I think because I would have been surprised if all of that commotion didn't upset those hairs anyway.
1: You know. So
0: it just, it just really surprised me. And I didn't notice it on the first watch. I kind of glossed over it, but on the second watch, I was definitely like, how come that lab tech doesn't like correct? Like, I understand the guards trying to rush them out of there, but you're talking about evidence in a murder investigation. I would think you would have a little bit more, you know, common sense or or sense of mind to, to take care of it, but
1: then we wouldn't have a story either. So exactly. (laughs) That's where we have to suspend our disbelief for exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
0: So what's your number two?
1: Uh, eric's confession about his first act of trying to do a heroic deed with his powers you know what he did for his father his father abused his sister he sensed the badness in his own father and acted on telling someone what was going on and the first and the last time he used his powers for any type of good then jessica just holds his hands in understanding yeah. Which was a nice way. It showed a bit of empathy from Jessica. Because she went through that sort of thing herself. Yeah, that
0: was a very touching scene and I loved I, I think did I put it in my notes? I don't think I did. Um, but I, I, I wanted to put it in my notes where I really liked when she gets back into the car, you know, after doing that, she sits down and the first thing she asks him is has it changed? Has my aura changed since I did this thing, you know, this, this bad thing? And uh, he says, no, you're still you. And I just, I just loved that moment when, when, because they, they tend to use his power in that way to not just gauge the bad guys, but to gauge the good guys as well. You know, there's that, that, that we have that uh, moment of when he meets Malcolm the first time and he says he's got a little bit of a headache. And I wonder if we're going to see that later if he, when he meets up with Malcolm again, if it's going to have been eased or, or what. And in the next episode, he's going to encounter Trish, but we'll talk about the next episode. Uh,
1: <laughs> so that yeah.
0: brings us to my number one. Yeah. Uh, and it's just that that end that very end scene of those cops showing up at Jessica's apartment and they ask her about uh, Nussbaumers death. And I, I thought it was interesting. You know, the first thing when they come in the door, the first thing Jessica is asking them is if they've got any leads on the Dorothy Walker murder. And so I started to think, are they accusing her of killing her own mother, like her own adoptive mother? That doesn't seem. But then they through through the dialogue we get that no they're there because officer Nussbommer has been killed and Jessica was the last one seen on his uh body cam footage yeah cuz he turned and it she off she was
1: roughing him up too yeah and
0: he was kind of roughing him up so so that we have that big question of who killed Nussbommer
1: yeah uh my number 1 would be Malcolm coming clean to Jerry Giving her the real footage of Trish stealing from the office unedited, his quitting, you know Hogarth and Hogarth firing him. <laughs> Malcolm wants to do the right thing and work with Jessica at this point. He wants his hands to be, you know, clean at that point. And yeah, I really like that. It, it's a good tribute to the character itself.
0: Yeah, that was a good. That was a good scene where he says, "I quit," and just as he's saying, "I quit," she says, "You're fired." You know, it's that same, that, that kind of thing there. And uh, uh, I really like the fact, and I put it in my notes, the fact that that the other thing we see after this is we see Jerry, she sees Trisha's reflection in the monitor. So now she knows who, who the masked vigilante is as well. And that's going to play out, I think, a few episodes down the road because we haven't uh, seen that come out yet. Yeah, so
1: we covered a lot.
0: Yeah, I only had one quote that jumped out at me, and uh, that was, I loved the very beginning with her voiceover, and she says, I was strong before I gave a crap. She's talking about Je- uh, about Trish, and she says, you gave a crap long before you were strong. And I really liked that, that thing. And then it, it, I noticed it on the second watch, I didn't notice on the first watch, was after she says that, she says a few other things, And that's all in voiceover form. And then out loud to Trish, she says, our mothers would be proud of us or something like that. Uh, So I really like that we get this idea that she has this, the voiceover is a running monologue kind of in her head. And every once in a while she does,
1: she does speak it out. So I like that. Mine would be, are you going to sit in that shit puddle till the hazmat team (laughs) arrives? (laughs) And that was the cop talking to Costas. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, and the other one that I have would be, she has no comment, asshole, (laughs) and that would be Jillian stating that. Yeah. That's a first, Eric from behind the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was
0: great. Um, We got a couple extra notes down here of things that we didn't discuss. Uh, Yeah,
1: Eric was never violent before, as from what I could see. This is an interesting twist. He tries to attack the cop that they are... You know, getting information from the the ones that the, the detectives at the very, when they approached Jessica about. And Jessica stops him.
0: Yeah, he, he attacks. It. That was an interesting thing because remember, and, and I went back over it again today when I saw that scene. And remember the cop said, remember his whole thing, Eric's whole thing was when he blackmailed people, they never saw him. He made sure they never actually saw his face. They never knew who he was. So it was all done yeah. anonymously. And then and he says the same thing about this cop. And so Jessica approaches this cop and even the cop says, oh, you're just muscle. You're just hired muscle for a blackmailer. And then at the very end of that, when after Eric kind of accosts him, you know, and throws him up against Vince and Jessica stops him, the cop says, oh, you should have never shown me your face, uh... like kind of in a threatening way. He's going to find out who he is and now he's going to be able to kill him. So, I, I, and that's part of why I'm sure
1: Jessica sus- right away suspected that he was the one who killed uh, the officer. Yeah. My other bit of information that I got out of this the links that Jessica will do to protect Trish no matter what. Trish can't deal with everything, uh, she doesn't understand everything that was going on, apparently. Yeah, and I,
0: I wonder if we're going to get any more. Of that, or if that's that's going to be kind of done here, because that conversation kind of ends with she, because Trish says we'll undo it, and Jessica basically says no, it can't be undone at this point. Trish wants her to take it back, and Jessica did it in such a way that it can't be undone. He's he's done. He's free. He is not going to be convicted of the Nathan Silva murder, and that's where when I again, when I started thinking about the body's already been put in the ground, so there's nothing she can do as far as like putting any evidence on Dorothy's body.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, from Salinger, but, uh, but yeah, there's definitely, so I wonder if we're going to, if we're going to revisit that or if that's kind of uh, been laid to rest now with, with, well, it's done. There's nothing we can do. And are we done with Salinger? Are we done with the, the Salinger character at this point? Cause remember, that's what he says there at the end when Jessica says, oh, it's, you know, it's, he, she calls him and she says, it's done. And he goes, well, then I guess we're done. Oh, wow. And so I wonder if we're going to see Salinger I again. I
1: wouldn't put it past it. I don't think his job <laughs> is done. He, he, he seems no, I mean, I can't to see the what he normally does.
0: <laughs> I can't see them dropping this, this character like this. I just think it was an interesting, there was a finality
1: to that yeah. scene, you know. Yeah, the other little bit I had would be, uh, they bring this up on the Defenders podcast, and you seem to have a bit of information about it. I, I can't, I couldn't see the label of the bourbon that Jessica drinks when she goes back to the office. They seem to just skew the label away. This week was mixed, Mictors, I think. I've never, I've never,
0: uh, I don't know if it's a real one or not because that's one of the things they said on the Defenders podcast is that sometimes they use fake bourbons. I think Michter's is an actual, is a real bourbon. And the only reason I say that is because I looked it up. So <laughs> Michter's is a real bourbon. And you can kind of see when the, when you see the half side of the bottle, you can see the end of the name. You can see the Turs uh, there. And so I think that's, I think tonight's was Michter's. Um, a lot of times you'll see Four Roses because that has a very distinctive kind of label and uh, Maker's Mark when uh, last season, when uh the Vito's father brought the the bourbon to her that was maker's mark because it has a very
1: distinctive bottle and a very distinctive cap yeah it, so, so they must get some sort of endorsements <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, we already spoke about um, my other one which was about the raft so
0: yeah and we already talked about jerry seeing uh, Trish's face in the monitor so uh, that brings us to episode 10 which is aka hero pants which i thought was a great was a great line when she's talking about eric and talking about that he's going to put his hero pants on to to try to become a hero but uh, this is this episode it, it doesn't pick up, well, it actually is another one that it picks up almost directly after uh, where the where the last one ended, where episode 9 ended that we have the detectives are there in Jessica's office and they're accusing her of murdering this Officer uh, Nussbomber and, you know, officer, officer I can't say that word, Officer Officer Nussbomber is one of Eric's blackmail victims, so Jessica immediately uh, thinks that he is a suspect for it uh, the Jessica and Trish are trying to deal with the details of Dorothy's funeral which she had already worked out. Now I thought that was interesting. This is someone who's not who didn't didn't have a life as far as I know, didn't have a life-threatening disease, but she already had all these details and she had a very detailed will worked out that she had given to Hogarth and Associates and they have to go there to Hogarth and Associates to get the original copy of the will uh, i just thought that was really interesting that someone would have that detailed I, I guess maybe older people do that they have even if they don't have a life-threatening disease or they're not paranoid about dying know, i'm told constantly already...
1: you're getting up in age you should really do something <laughs> and i'm like really <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay well maybe it is a thing that some people do i i Personally, I did it before I got deployed to 9-11, and I haven't written one since. So I probably should writ- write a will at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so anyway, they have to go to Hogarth and Associates to get the original. And then later on in the, in the uh, episode, Jessica hires Malcolm uh, to find out who really killed Nussbomber because she's got to deal with all these other things, and she kind of wants him to prove – that either Eric did it or didn't do it. She wants to find out the truth. She wants to know if Eric has murdered a bomber or not. Uh, Eric's sister returns, and by the end, though, the police are sure that it is Jessica, and they go to arrest her, and the last scene is Eric possibly discovering the truth of who murdered the officer. But I think we'll get into that in our top fives. <laughs> I know we'll get into my top fives. (laughs) So what's your number five for this episode? Uh,
1: My number five would be dealing with, you know, the death of Dorothy and Jessica be pointing out, pointed out as a suspect. Yeah, the detectives Mm -hmm. were very thorough, especially with Jessica. Plus that scene with Trish and Jessica at the mortuary. It was hard to watch, but Jessica was trying her best to help, but in her own little way, you know. She doesn't really deal with things well.
0: Yeah, this has been this has been a rough week for me, man. I, I'm rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I just rewatched the episode where her mom dies. And so, you know, I, I actually
1: uh, finished my rewatch. Did you? Did you? I just.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still. I'm finishing up season five, uh, probably tonight. Anyway, um, so yeah, that that whole deal with with dealing with with, uh, praise the Lord, I've not had to deal with it myself. I have elder siblings. That have had to deal with those kind of issues, but that's got to be tough. Going to a funeral home, picking out a coffin, all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: Yeah, as a family, it's it's hard too because I I had to do that as well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. because Because your your father, right? My father passed away. We never encountered that within our own Mm -hmm. little family, or yeah, it's it's you know, and my mom wasn't, you know, and that's when myself and our siblings had to come band together to help. So, yeah, it is a hard thing to do and, you know, I'm not prepared for yeah. that again. No,
0: really. No. So my number five is that the fact that the police, they find Eric's blackmail file on Nuss Bummer. they find it in Jessica's desk. And I don't remember Eric ever giving her that file. There must have been some, there must be some deleted scene or something that happened off screen that, that has him bringing that file to her office. Because I, I don't recall that happening. I don't recall. I just don't. And, and also because, and this is a spoiler, we're, we're already talking about the episode, so you should have already watched it. So you know, at the end of this episode, Eric burst into the trailer to see Trish beating up the next person who he was going to blackmail. Which leaves us to the question of, did Trish possibly kill this police officer because she saw the information and if she saw the information how did she see the information at what point did i have i forgotten something did i miss something because i know they they talked about that he kept these blackmail files in his in his apartment has trish been to his apartment not that i'm aware I, so of. I, I'm really confused at how, if she is the one who killed the police officer, and obviously she's the one who's beating up this real estate guy who's murdered people in his buildings, how did she get, when did she burglar his apartment? When did she burgle Jess's office to get all this information? It just seems, I hope they give us something here. A yeah, give us something, in, a, in you know, a flashback or something in a future episode that tells us that you know, how she got this information. And I did find it interesting that during that whole questioning of Jessica, one of the detectives kind of lets it slip that one of Nussbaumer's victims had assaulted her earlier. So we get this we get this idea that the police really want to pin this murder on Jessica, no matter what. And that this guy, even though, And this is one of those gray area, I guess, you know, maybe if we had followed Officer Nussbomber, we would have a different feeling toward him. But it almost seems like he's the kind of cop that, yeah, he gets the job done, but he's kind of like not really the best. You know, he's still doing bad things. He's killing people. He's robbing drug dealers and murdering them and taking their money and taking their drugs. But he's not hurting innocent people i don't know (laughs) you know does is it are we supposed to have some sort of simp because it really seemed like that was what we were they were trying to go for with this detective saying well one of his victims you know assaulted me with a pipe and so i thought that was just an interesting conversation the fact that we have at the end again at the end of this episode we have jessica being arrested by the police now i haven't gone on to watch episode 11 yet so i don't know What happens there? But that was just my number five. That whole, this whole, invest, this new kind of turn that we're making in the last three episodes, four episodes of the season, seems like it's going to be, I I hope they don't rush the story to
1: to get it out. Well, from my understanding, from what other people have told me who actually binged and watched Mm -hmm. the whole thing, they said it was done very well. Okay. And it completes out the series. Okay. So the story apparently progresses in a certain way. Now, mind you, how many episodes are left?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, 11, 12, 13, we got three. There's three episodes left. So apparently
1: so. they must wrap up a lot within three episodes. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Um, my number four would be Jessica rummaging around through Dorothy's memories, seeing herself through Dorothy's eyes and memories. Mm-hmm. That was a bit touching. That That was sad to see. But you knew there was love there, and Kristen Ritter did a great job with the acting, with remembering events and going through like the, the ticket stubs from the concerts and the pictures. They did a great job with the background and history of the characters to keep us enticed with the, the relationship.
0: Yeah, it looked like even one of those pictures was a picture of her and her brother. At first I was trying to figure out who it was, and then I realized that's got to be the younger her and her brother before from before the accident. One of the pictures she yeah. pulls out of the box. So yeah, it was really touching to kind of walk down that, and that leads right into my number four, which is is Jessica looking for the pictures to use to put on that memory board, and then she finds that old Nikon camera. I'm a Nikon shooter. I love I love Nikon cameras, and uh, I, I've owned two or three of them, and so I love the fact that she finds this old Nikon camera and there's film still in it and she kind of clicks a few pictures and then we hear her rewinding it and apparently there's still places in new york where you can take actual film to and get it rush developed uh here in oklahoma i think we've got to mail it
1: off to someplace (laughs) to get it done it's hard to come by because there's not many places that still do it because the i think it's the paper or and and the equipment i mean
0: not just the the equipment
1: yeah. yeah You could still do it with a, a digital scanner for the mm-hmm. the negatives. Yeah, and I think now so, that I,
0: now that I say that, I think there are some pharmacies still because they do passport pictures. There may be some. Yeah,
1: they still have to do the. passport Yeah, so there stuff, may still so. be
0: some pharmacies that have those big machines that can pull out the negatives from a role, from a film roll and uh, and do it. But it just seemed it just it just seemed odd. It's been so long since I've seen it. In fact, I just the other day I was cleaning out my refrigerator, I found an old box of four cartridges of, of 400 film brand new that hadn't been used and i'm like i'm how, why am i keeping these <laughs> you know yeah, i know <laughs> so, i know it's like we're such in a digital age
1: but the funny thing is is that you know they everything's coming back around so now you see polaroids yeah due to like stranger things mm-hmm. and instax is the new thing so it's like for kids that are now it's like this is new to us. yeah so i think it's pretty cool uh
0: that was brings us to my number three yes uh my number three is just it's just it's real quick one is jessica checking eric's hands the way the cops checked her hands at the beginning of the you know at the the theater of the episode when she's talking to eric and she's asking him and then she suddenly looks at his hands and he knows he figures out what she's doing because she kind of grabs his hands and she's looking at him as she's talking to him and you you can tell she's trying to be kind of you know, surreptitious or not really may, let him know. But he's like, no, nope, not a dent on him, see? You know, so uh, he's, I really, so it makes you, you wonder if maybe the cops even thought he was a, maybe he knows that because the cops may have checked his hands as well. They may have thought of him as a suspect. Possibly, yeah. Because
1: because he was with her at that he time. He was with
0: her, and as we find out at the end of the episode that they have a, an eyewitness who put, who puts her during the altercation with the cop, well, Eric was there, so it's highly possible they would know that Eric, I
1: just worked my way through that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my number three would be Malcolm coming back to Jessica and helping her. I love the scene. You know, He came back to what he thought was right. Mm-hmm. I just love Malcolm. Yeah. And I always seem to go back to that, but I, I just like the idea of the character.
0: Yeah, he's great. And that was one of those things where she says something about, I can't pay you Hogarth money or something like that. And he's like, well, yeah. I'm not getting paid Hogarth money anymore, <laughs> you know. And uh, so she, she says that. And I loved that. I, I loved part of that conversation, too, because she says to him something like, congratulations on coming back to the right side or the good side or something like that. She can tell. And he, he, he says things to her that he says, well, you know, I did things when I was in her employ that I'm not proud of. And Jessica's like that doesn't matter
1: anymore because now you're back on the righteous path. So, I like it. Meaning that he'll be good in Eric's senses. Yeah, I
0: hope so. We'll see. Uh, which that brings me to, to us to my number two, which is Jillian. Uh, I just I I'm with you with Malcolm is the same. But I love this character of Jillian. And I love that when Jessica walks in, she asks if Jillian has finished writing the obituary for Dorothy and Jillian mm-hmm. says she just started it and I thought as I worked my head around that I really thought that's interesting that this woman who has bonded so deeply with with Trish and Jessica that they're having her write this this obituary but really realistically as I thought through it I said there's a bit of a plot hole here because wouldn't Jillian have wouldn't that have just been her first time meeting Trish that few weeks ago when she said, well, I actually like her and I, I didn't think about it then, but she couldn't have had very many meetings with Trish. Cause remember, <laughs> could you hear that? Motor in the yeah, background. It was funny. Okay, <laughs> All right. you can keep it in there. Keep it in there if, if you can still hear my voice over it. Um, but it just—it just—it it occurred to me that how has she bonded so so deeply with Trish and Jessica that she's writing this obituary and she's so close to them in just uh, probably just a few weeks' time, you know, because Ch- Trish and Jessica have been estranged for this year or so however long it's been, and they've only come back together in the last, you know, I don't know how long this season is, about three weeks, three or four. It can't be very long that they, so it just was interesting to me as I worked my head around that, thinking that 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 uh, Jillian has bonded this much with him, or, or, you know, maybe there's some other stuff that went on throughout the year where she had some encounters with Trish or something, uh, or maybe just because Trish is a celebrity, Jillian is willing to, to, you know, bond with her. I don't know. I just found it interesting. Yeah,
1: it's a, no, it's a good thought. Yeah, how would she be able to? Yeah, you know, here, here I'm a total stranger. What? I got to write. Why this? would I? Why <laughs> would she
0: be so clo- uh, close enough to them? to to write that and then to make a she made a statement like dorothy was a force like she knew dorothy even and i'm going yeah how did you eat like you will you literally made did she was she there when they did the interview thing yeah i so, believe
1: so okay so it just it, it just it see she had a snippet but maybe she would maybe jessica was in contact with, with Dorothy, Dorothy. Maybe,
0: yeah, maybe there's there had to be. I'm just I'm just saying it's a little bit. It's not taking me out of my love of the show. Don't get me wrong. I still love the show. I love the season. It just I found it as a minor kind of plot point that I kind of went hmm, on.
1: Yeah, it's a good point to bring out though. Uh, so what's your number uh, one? Number, number two. two. You're number two, right? <laughs> we just did my number two. So but, you're number two, right? My my well, my number two would be I love how Dorothy was more. Than what we saw her as, uh, she did make digs at Jessica <laughs> during her will, but yeah, you know, she did do some deeds for others to help them in their careers and life, and we see that during the wake. Yeah, it was an odd life. She was hard on her girls, but she did some good throughout her life. This painted the character well, and. Odd at the same time. I I thought Rebecca DeMornay did a great job with the character in the series. It it was sad to see her go, Mm -hmm. though. And it was pretty cool that, you know, during that wake scene, all the other people that she represented, it's like, oh, Dorothy reached out to me for... Uh, Cause I didn't get this, but she also helped me with his life event. And I'm like, and then it's like all things that Jessica did not know of Dorothy. Right. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I love that because like they get the phone call from the girl who got the part and she's so excited that Dorothy's the first person or one of the first people she wants to tell that she got this part uh, from, uh, but her number wasn't programmed into Dorothy's phone, which is kind of interesting, but yeah. So yeah, it, it is a it, it does show a bit of a duality to her character in that she was so tough on Jessica and Trish, but yet she motivated and encouraged these other people. So that brings us to my number 1. Yes. My number 1 is just Jessica revealing to Eric that Dorothy had had abused Trish and then because remember in the, in the first episode in the, the first episode we covered it, in episode 9 you mentioned that conversation they had about his father and him mm-hmm. saying he said something to her like yes he was a he he was a bad guy but he was still my father and it was still hard to bury him and then she says almost the same thing to Trish at the end of this episode she uses those same words to kind of comfort her that yes even though she was a terrible person it's still she's still your mom and it's still hard to bury her and i really liked that that idea of that bringing these two episodes together kind of in that way seeing both those those kind of abusive
1: relationships yeah it, it, it all comes around and i thought that was a really good way to wrap that into itself my number one would be that ending scene with jessica and trish not ready to go to the wake for Dorothy you know the, the girls were together to rev, you know to revel in Dorothy's life and they found out more about her than they ever knew and you know I already said that as my number two but honestly I I thought that was very well done very well shot. Eric's sister coming back to the to Malcolm as well. That, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she needed a second chance with someone she trusted. Very heartfelt in the last scenes of this episode. Yeah. I thought it was very done. It was done very yeah, well. Yeah, I
0: had that in my notes. Barry, that's the her hooker name. But what was her correct name? But she, or Brianna. That's what it was. Brianna. She says, because when he calls her Barry, she says, no, it's Brianna. And did he ever make it to the funeral? I don't remember all? seeing Do, him. Malcolm. I don't think he did. So it so really busy. Yeah, they were getting busy. So Uh, I think you're the only one who's got a quote there for this episode.
1: Yeah, and I thought it's uh, kind of deep cuts. So I'm always a suspect. And this was like, like I said, a deep quote with Jessica because she's always looked at due to her power and everyone knowing her from the media and being powered. So it's like she has that target on her head. Yeah, that
0: was interesting because she says, is that Trish she's talking to? I believe so. At that point when she says... I'm a suspect, or are you, Or Trish says, "Are you a suspect?" She's like, "I'm always a suspect." So yeah, that's uh, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, because she was telling. I think it was Trish. She's telling about Officer Bomber being killed. Yeah, which makes an which is I which is another interesting point going to the end of the episode where we have this this possibly Trish being the one. And, and what do you think about that? I mean, do you do you think that's what they were trying to get us to to follow through in that scene that she's the one who's beating on this real estate guy? In the trailer, is she the one who killed
1: Nussbaum?er I think they're trying to allude to that. Okay, I have a funny feeling it's going to turn out differently.
0: To be somebody else who who killed Bomber? Yeah, maybe, maybe, we'll see. I'm uh, I, I'm you know cautiously optimistic because on one hand, if it's not her, then explain it. Then then that's fine because that explains it because she wouldn't. have. How would she have known? That's that's my whole problem that I stated at the beginning of this episode. As we talked about this ep- this episode, my problem was, how would she even know who Nussbomber was?
1: Exactly. Because
0: all Jess- all Jessica told
1: her in the last episode was, you don't know what he went through to help me. And I also have to think, well, could have Salinger have done it in some way? Was he still incapacitated? Was- yeah, He would have still been in the hospital. He would have had to hire somebody to do or it. Or he would probably try to get out. At some point, just to get some sort of um, revenge to imply uh, that it was Jessica. Who knows?
0: Yeah, again, I would go if it was. See, I can't I can't I can't take that as a theory because I would go back to the same question of how would Salinger know who Nussbomber is? How would he have any connection to him at all? Following that's her, where, I don't know. You know, that's well, no, she didn't encounter Nussbomber until after he was in the hospital. Very true. So yeah. I, I'm just, I, I'm just. If if that, you know, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to give me some sort of explanation. If it does turn out that it's Trish is the one who killed the police officer, I need to know how she she even found out about him.
1: Yeah. See, you know? this is what um, happens you know. when I don't binge watch the whole thing to the end. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck like all of us. Yeah. Not knowing. It's like a, it's <laughs> like, oh, this is a really a first watch. <laughs> Uh, you got a couple extra notes there? Yeah, we got a little bit more out of Jessica's healing power in the beginning when the cops asked her about her healing power. She states that she heals fast, but not that fast.
0: Yeah, when they're looking at her hands. And so I, I guess, it, it. are you saying, do you think that's meant to, to help us, to help us get, to help me? It's specifically aimed at me. I'm sure to get over <laughs> to get over this idea of her being without a spleen. Yes, is, is that is that her heal, her body does heal a little bit better than the rest of us, and all her the rest of our organs can can make up for that not having a spleen. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it as a throwaway <laughs> line. It's that they were giving because they knew people in the audience are going to be going. Hey, isn't she like supposed to be weakened and? And stuff. So yeah, okay. I'll give it. I'll give it.
1: It's to him. kind of like those little, little nuanced little things that they'll throw yeah, in there. Just to, I'll like, give it. I'll feed it. In I'll,
0: it. I'll, I'll give it to them. Then fine. <laughs> I'll stop
1: complaining about it. <laughs> I, I yeah. I, I kind of picked that out particularly because I knew you were thinking about it. Well,
0: and that's. It's a good point that you and I. I did pick up on it the second watch when I heard her say that. That I said. I thought to myself. I wonder if they did. If they did put that in there because they knew audience people audience members are going to be going hey why haven't they addressed this yeah and so maybe they'll give us a little throwaway line of, you know she does heal
1: yeah she's okay. a, has a little bit of acceleration in her body that's why she's okay. strong or whatever who knows the other note that i had would be malcolm's breakup with his girlfriend he needed to mm-hmm. do it. it that was sad to see but it had to be done <laughs>
0: And then he jumps right into bed with with Brianna, though. Yeah. So, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was, it, it still is really, it's really a nice scene when she says, you know, I'm not going to force a blowjob on you. And then uh, she's like fixing his tie, and there's this real romantic moment where where they kiss, and he says, he starts to take her clothes off, and she and he says, you're not obligated, and she gives him that look, is that this is not, I'm not doing this out of obligation, I'm doing this because I, want to. I have genuine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so we'll see if that if that relationship goes or not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm skeptical.
1: Well, but... <laughs> they both come from that same thing. You know, at one point Malcolm was an addict himself, and she is trying to clean herself up. Yeah. And she okay. would want to be with somebody that you know she could trust. So I I could see that working out. Mm-hmm. So, but the other little thing that I loved and I thought it was kind of humorous that the two female detectives trailing Jessica was really funny. I I love that they had that going on throughout the episode. It's like I was waiting for them, you know, Jessica to do something, and, you know, something out of, like, Beverly Hills cop saying, not, "I was just thinking. I'm not going to yeah. fall for that banana and a tailpipe trick. I'm not going to fall for that banana and a tailpipe trick. Yeah,
0: I love. Yeah, I love that they're in the they're in the car and she's they're like she's like, Do you want some of my sandwich?' She's, no, you want some of my yogurt. And then just as they're having this conversation about food, she." Jessica jumps down right behind their car, you know, and lands right behind their car and just kind of stands there for a minute. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you standing there? Are you just daring them to come on, look up in the rearview mirror just for a second. Give me a second, you know, (laughs) because I was just like, I was like, of all the places for you to land, like, like you specifically land there right to where if just all they had to do is one of them just had to look up. You know, just in, the, in that split second. But no, yeah, it was it was comical, and I did laugh. Yeah,
1: yeah, that I I really liked that. I enjoyed it. It, it showed a little bit of levity in what was going on, yeah. based upon yeah. those two characters. Uh, the other bit I had would be Jessica breaking down in the mirror was really hard to watch. That that was heartfelt. It, it showed that she was still a human being, a person with feelings. She cares for Dorothy and her friends. We have not really had many scenes like this in the series, and I thought this was a really good one. Yeah, that's
0: that's shows Christian Ritter's range, and really shows us she is a good actress.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I hope to see her in more stuff eventually. Yeah. So. Well,
0: that that wraps up episodes nine and ten. Uh, I did something today in hero pants. Uh, I like I, I like how I'm I'm. Picking up on this, except for that episode one where they, I don't think they said the episode title, all of them have been somebody saying it. And almost generally, except for, uh, well, just recently the double half Wappinger, it's almost always Jessica saying, well, no, I guess it's not. I guess just these two episodes, it was Jessica saying the line of the of the episode. So I like that we're back to that because I like looking for that and listening for it uh, in the episode. Yes. So we have nothing else. <laughs> as, exactly. we, as we wrap this up, we have some podcast recommendations for you. Strange Indeed, Legion Cast and The Walking Dead Cast are all on Podcastica Network. And then Lost Revisited We Have To Go Back with Ben and Kristen is on our very own Next Level Network, and I want to say a big thank you to Lost Revisited We Have To Go Back because they gave a great shout out to us on their podcast this last week. So I appreciate that. Thank you guys.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks to Kristen and Ben.
0: I am truly enjoying the lost rewatch.
1: It's funny. I, I'll i listen to it every once in a while, but it, you'll laugh because I've never watched Lost completely all the way through. <laughs> so I'll just live through the actual podcasting and their thoughts. Well, and that, that shows something for the the show itself,
0: though, that it, it's, it got so ingrained into society that you can't... It's kind of like the X-Files yeah. from the 90s. You know, now people... TV shows even now you'll say they'll say something like you know you scullied me or you know it's like Scully and Mulder and people <laughs> know know exactly what you're talking about cuz X-Files was such an iconic show and Lost is the same way it's kind of an iconic uh,
1: iconic show so that it is to submit your feedback we always suggest everybody to go to our Facebook group, which would be www.facebook.com Panels to Pixels. And if you don't want to send anything there, you could send it to our email address, which would be Panels to Pixels, one at gmail.com. And that would be Panels, and two that is spelt with a T-O, Pixels, and the number one at gmail.com. I am the co-host on The Walking Dead talk through with Brian Malosh on Golden Spiral Media, Right now, we're currently in the Fear of the Walking Dead season, what are we on? Season five? Wow. Season five. five. Yes. Season five of here Fear. Because I've only watched season four and five, so. So, you could hear us uh, <laughs> this past week's episode. You could hear me give uh, an awesome slash week sauce about the beer balloon. <laughs> I thought oh, was, this
0: this episode was rough, even for me, I have to admit. As much as I love the show, this episode was rough.
1: I, I didn't get <laughs> to say it on that podcast, but that that had some Z Nation kind of stuff going on it with that, that beer balloon. I yeah. thought it was funny, entertaining for what it was, but to continue something like that, at, at least it wasn't just like a Critter-style ball where all the critters came up and rolled over yeah. like the zombie episode where they all bowled up and rolled over and consumed and yeah. the Z Nation this... episode. But I-, I just hope that was just one gimmick.
0: <laughs> I hope so. You know, you can hear me on on Various podcasts that I send feedback to. In fact, I send feedback to Brian and, and Mark on their podcast. I send feedback to Walking Deadcast And uh, in case you, you do listen to those podcasts, I send different things to those podcasts. I don't send the same feedback. Yeah, it's, so, it's
1: different uh, feedback from his voicemail. So it's pretty cool to listen to each one and pick out and listen to it how he says it because it's pretty cool.
0: Alright, well thank you so much for listening
1: Yeah, thanks everybody for listening I'm Mark And I'm Steve And this was Panels Pixels, everybody Good night Good night